nine months earlier. Grace Harkness was stealing herself for another stretch of hashtag solo suppers. At the bottom of her whitewashed stairs lay the flotsam of parenthood. Folded footsie pyjamas, sippy cups, desiccated comfort bunnies, orphan shoes and snack boxes with cut grapes and nut-free bliss balls. Next to them stood a stout black carry-on suitcase. This would be Greg's sixth trip in as many weeks. Her husband's boarding passes listed Singapore, Bangkok, Seoul, Jakarta, Manila, and now somewhere else entirely. It was hard to keep up. Thank God for find my friends on Grace's phone. Find my spouse more like it. Grace tried to swallow this sudsy backwash of a Rennie. She'd taken it in the vain hope that the antacid would quell the upheavals she felt. Somewhere in the kitchen there was a cup of tepid Earl Grey tea. Making tea was an act of optimism. Perhaps today she would get to drink it hot, she mused, as she pulled out the sodden tea bag and traipsed it over to the bin. This wasn't what she thought motherhood would taste like. Grace spied a glimpse of her face in the hall mirror as she caught Greg at their jaunty yellow front door. Her angled cheeks were rock for green, and her upper lip was beaded with sweat. She reached for his starched French cuff. Her spouse of ten years recoiled, Grace, you look terrible. Do you guys have gastro again? Because I've got two presentations tomorrow, so can you maybe keep your distance? Greg kicked aside a piece of Lego with a practiced sweep. His mind had already checked into the pinstriped civility of the airport lounge, with its calming click of keyboards and the gentle clink of cutlery slicing through poached eggs and sourdough toast. No? They needed to have a conversation. I thought you were going to be here for a while, she said as she reached out for him, trying not to sound desperate. You know I have to go. I think it's just going to be one more trip. I have a boss to answer to. He parried with brisk efficiency as he grabbed his suitcase. His Uber beeped from the curb. He was already looking beyond her. As he shut the door and strode down the driveway, Grace realised he hadn't let her know when he was coming back, or asked if she was going to be okay. It was just assumed she would be. Grace would handle it. She gripped the banister until her knuckles turned white. Mom! Mom, 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 mom! Came the wails from the other bedroom. Breathe. Grace pressed the heels of her hands into her eyes to steady herself before turning to face two of her own tiny bosses. On her way, she collected four rogue Tupperware containers and returned them to the sink. Grace looked back at where Greg's suitcase had stood. She wasn't sure if she could even make it to the local shops with their two children and a mere seven kilos of accessories in tow. In their Carrara kitchen, Grace and Greg's four-year-old son, Harry, was a cauldron of fury. He had just discovered that his father had cleared away the elaborate commune he'd built for his superheroes. In a Hulk-esque meltdown, Harry tore the head off his plastic Thor and hurled him at the stacking sliding doors that opened onto the hardwood deck. He was wailing with remorse and refusing to eat any breakfast in a gesture of solidarity with his now headless hero. Grace attempted to reattach the plastic head with craft glue while simultaneously shoveling a porridge-like slurry of seeds, ancient grains and earnestness into Harry's baby sister, 